Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, folks. We're on the Christmas countdown. Seven days to go. Congrats to the Saints. Congrats to the Pelicans. Got some wins over the weekend. It's just the psyche of the city so different on a Monday when when you have these wins behind us. And so congrats to all of those folks. And congrats to all of those that maintain their sanity. I went to the mall yesterday. Uh, that's a chore, maintaining sanity and mall at the same time. But we need to do that, right? Let's just take a deep breath, relax. It's okay. Talk about relaxing. We are broadcasting live from the Steamboat Natchez. Just a little over a month since they've come back from their refurbishing uh, over $11 million renovation to this vessel. Got the tour earlier this morning. It is absolutely gorgeous. Everything's new. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, and if you um, and if you just uh, mentioned WWL when you book tickets for the 1130 cruise today, you'll get $10 off, where, and uh, you can take advantage of that, and you want to. They've got so much to offer here, and we're going to be talking about that. But first, in the 12 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Guy Williams again uh, today. And we also will talk with Andrea Thornton, the marketing manager for Gray Line New Orleans. We'll talk about all of the activities that are offered here on the Steamboat Natchez. And there are a bunch. I've got a special treat, too. We're going to talk to Miss Calliope. Debbie Fagnano, 34 years, she has been the Calliope player on this vessel. This is the only steam-driven Calliope on the Mississippi River, and as well as the only pure steam boat on the Mississippi River as well. Very, very unique. We take advantage of these things. It's really interesting that we do so. No one else has them. In the, 11, the beginning of the 11 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Roby Robichaud, the tour development manager here as well. And uh, we'll uh, talk about a number of different things over the course of this time. We'll be able to hear the Calliope player play later on in the show. Uh, we'll also uh, get a bunch of different facts about this incredible natural resource we have, the Mississippi River, and uh, how we interact with the river and how for generations we've re interacted with the river right here with this steamboat Natchez, which I think is... Um, Number seven? Uh, nine. Number nine. Number nine. Already been corrected. <laughs> My homework is wrong already. <laughs> I'm not even into the guest yet, and I'm wrong. <laughs> it's gonna, that's a manic Monday if there ever was one. <laughs> but nonetheless, we'll learn much uh, a lot. And joining us right now, uh, coming right out of the box, C.J. Lardner, the captain 
of the Steamboat Natchez. CJ, welcome to Captain. I'll, I'll just do it that way. Cap, <laughs> welcome to the show. No, thank you for having me. Um, I got an opportunity uh, to walk around the vessel earlier. Uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, steam engines, uh, very much uh, new. Um, generators new. Everything down below is new, and everything up aboard uh, looks absolutely phenomenal. You must be very, very proud. Uh, absolutely. Um, we did a lot of we did a lot of work to the uh, the mechanical side of things. Uh, as far as a new generator, new switchboard, um, the engines are still original. We didn't do anything to the engines. The engines are knocking on 100 years old. Really? Yes, sir. What are the challenges of it with a 100-year-old engine? Y'all make your own parts? and uh, Unfortunately, yeah. If you need a part for them, you have to. Uh, they have to be machined. They have mm-hmm. to be made. Uh, you can't just go down to the store and pick them up. Right. But... Um, but that's what makes the vessel unique, right? Oh, absolutely. But you think about 100-year-old steam engines, you think of reliability. Yeah. You know, just the age-old thing. They don't make them like they used to. Right. And um, they love their oil. You keep them oiled, and then they just they keep trucking along, and they keep pushing. So when we talk about um, the Natchez being the only steam-powered vessel, still on the river what are the challenges of a steam-powered vessel uh the challenges of a steam-powered vessel would be just the probably the overall the the overall delay of the timing you have to know your timing when running a steamboat because up in the wheelhouse you don't have direct control over the paddle wheel it's done in the engine room right and it's being signaled over the engine order telegraph Mm -hmm. so when I give the command, that command has to be answered by the engineer down in the engine room, and then they have to make the adjustments. And with it being steam, it doesn't just go instantly. Right. You know, there's a little delay in it. So part of your training with what a steamboat is, you, you learn your timing. Right. No different than the 700-foot freighters that are going up and down the river, right? They don't turn yeah. on a dime either. Yeah, they don't turn on a dime either, no. <laughs> yeah. But the engineer down there, you can you, you can take uh, note that uh, I think he's been here, what, 30-something years? Yes. Uh, so he he's obviously, been here for a while, too. He obviously knows what the heck's <laughs> going on in his room. That room was so clean you could eat off the floor down there. I was incredibly oh, yeah, impressed. Absolutely. The engine room is uh immaculate right now yeah it looks great same with all of the other uh new equipment y'all been on back only uh, what five weeks now uh we started running cruises again on november 14th i believe right so how's it been with the new vessel and running the new cruises she's been running great uh even being set up for almost three years she's running like she's never missed a lick yeah yeah is the feel the same yeah Pretty much. Um, we uh, we had an upgraded bow thruster put in, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot stronger, so had to adjust our timing on that. But other than that, she's run like she's always ran. I was looking at the details of the rudder system on on this boat, and it it's it's different, and it looks pretty complex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You got you got three seventeen foot rudders that are in front of the wheel, and then 
basically it's a electric over hydraulic system. The whole steering system came off the U.S. Claritin, which was an old towboat back in, that we got the engines off of. And uh, it used to be steam assisted, but when we put it on here, we converted it to hydraulics. So the more you learn about this vessel, the more you find out that a lot of this was used on vessels that are over 100 years old. Absolutely. Now, uh, and uh, that were utilized on, on this vessel, um, repurposed, uh, obviously, and, all, and everything uh, put in, into shape. And, and kind of what drives this is a little bit different. But still, the technology from back then is probably something that works best for this type of draft this type of vessel and the draft that it has, right? Oh, absolutely. So what does this vessel draw? What, what's it's, the draft? The vessel draws about five and a half to six feet. That's it? Mm-hmm. She's a uh, flat bottom, mm -hmm. and um, she glides through the water with ease. Yeah. Um, so if we were to go up into the wheelhouse, what would we find there as it relates to steering mechanisms or otherwise you said that this is a communication system between you and the engine room yes in the warehouse we have as far as our steering we have a set of steering levers we don't have the big pilot wheel like you would traditionally right. see uh, we have the levers and then in front of that we have our engine order telegraph which the the engine order telegraph on here they came off an old world war ii ship um that uh, our con uh, the old steam condensate pumps and um, the um, the boiler feed water pumps the steam powered ones uh, the original switchboard that we just changed out and all the sound powered phones came off of a World War II ship. Oh, really? Absolutely. And that technology is uh, still utilized and maintained today. Oh, absolutely. The only one that we we've recently had to change was the switchboard. Mm -hmm. uh, the switchboard, it was, you know, it was it was old and it was hard to find parts for. Right. We couldn't really find parts, and then the electricians had to make parts at some times. So that's why we decided to change out the switchboard to some modern day stuff. It would have been a lot cheaper, I would imagine, for y'all to just modernize the entire vessel as opposed to trying to keep it as true to the era as y'all have successfully done? We try our best part to keep it as true to the air as possible. Um, but in some cases, like, as, like with the switchboard, you just can't, you just can't find the, the parts anymore. Right. And in some, some ways you have to kind of improvise and, and try to make it work. So there are not many of you around, right, that are actually captaining a steam-powered vessel on the lower mississippi river system this is the only fully steam-powered stern wheeler boat and so you're you're it <laughs> yes um, there is another one on the ohio river you're a true unicorn <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you could say that yeah yes that's me and no one else <laughs> yeah on, on the ohio river there's a there's another one that operates out of louisville kentucky uh-huh it's called the bell louisville she's still fully steam powered she's over 100 years old oh really yes so just uh, are, are people uh, and i know you get an opportunity to talk to tourists and and locals that visit uh, the vessel um how surprised are they to hear that this is still 
Because a lot of people believe all of this is fake, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, a lot of people believe there's still there's props underneath of it, or uh, they're looking for the mercury symbols. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, the engineer in the back used to keep a couple um, Polaroids and pictures of when we were in dry dock, and just showing them the pictures of underneath underneath the boat. Uh-huh. It's like no, there's there's no props. It's all. <laughs> It's all wheel. It's all the paddle wheel. There's no hidden outboard engines somewhere. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because when you think about it, um, I guess folks are uh, wonder, you know, how how this could survive, you know, all all these years and and things of that nature. And why not? Is we've modernized everything else, and it's like, mm-hmm. why not this? And just just keeping a part of the history. So when I'm in the quarter and I hear Miss Callio fire up the Calliope, the Miss Calliope, I mean, um, is that special for you? Yeah, it does, because um, basically what the Calliope was for was to uh, attract people down to the boat. It's um, back in the day that all the boats that did have them, they would use them to attract people down to the, to the banks of the river. And try to get as many people interested and want to take a ride as much as possible. Now, this Calliope, and we're going to get a chance to talk to Miss Calliope in the 11 o'clock hour, is the only steam-powered Calliope um, on the lower river as well. Um, yeah, I believe so. Um, you also have the American Queen that runs up and down the river as well. Hers runs off of steam as well. Oh, okay. Um I, I got a chance to meet a, a number of folks um, this morning, all of whom have been on this vessel for a long time. I was kind of shocked. Yep. Um, you know, the the fact of the legacy uh, employees that are, that are here. Uh, your thoughts? Oh yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely a company worth staying with. Um, my dad, my dad used to be the chief engineer on here. Oh, really? Yeah, he was uh, chief. So you're on second here. generation on on this vessel. Yes, sir. I kind of went the opposite direction. Though. I didn't go in the engine room. I went on the deck side. <laughs> but um, yeah, he 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 was chief engineer on here for about fifteen, twenty years. You you knew where the comfort features were, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always came on the boat when I was young. You know, just ride the boat, with my dad, uh-huh. and then um. Stephen Nicklin, he's the master of the boat right now. Um, he's the second generation. Um, Captain Steve Nicklin, he he was the the senior Steve that uh-huh. was on here, and he was he was master of the vessel as well. And then now we have uh, a third generation um, scholar Nicklin. He's coming up in the ranks too. So it's it's been kind of family oriented a little bit even with the engineering uh you got you know scott viegas and then you got scott jr back there now he's chief engineer and then um same thing with um juan mandeville senior and juan mandeville jr it's it's been a good company to be with it's really family oriented well it's kind of interesting uh because you don't see many you don't see that happen anymore you know even 
I came up in the police business and used to see a lot of legacy employees there, father, son, grandson, mm -hmm. or granddaughter um, in the business. That kind of has died away. Uh, so, you know, you really don't see uh, th that occur much any longer. Yeah. And I was because I, I, I got to meet all of the folks in the engine room that you just talked about. And I was shocked um, that it was multiple generations of folks that were actually working, working the vessel. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um, very interesting. So, folks, if you book today at 1130 and you put in the code WWL, you'll sell you $10 for your ticket for today's 1130 a.m. cruise. The boat will depart at 1130, be back at 130. We're going to be broadcasting live from here throughout the entire uh, cruise. Uh, you'll get a chance to hear the Calliope. You'll get a chance to hear some of the history uh, of the boat as well. And I want to thank the uh, captain for joining us. Uh, really enjoyed it. Best of luck to you. Congratulations on this incredible vessel. Final, final thoughts. Um, no, just um, I'm, I've been happy to have been a part of the, the, the steamboat and career. And you know, when I was younger, I got bit by the bug and I, <laughs> I just stuck with it. Been here ever since, and we are, since. and we are the beneficiaries of that. So thank you so much, folks. That's uh, Captain C.J. Lardner of the Steamboat Natchez. That's right. We are broadcasting live, and we'll soon be getting underway here as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 504-260-1870. This is Newell on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's right, folks. We are broadcasting live from the Natchez. We will be departing at 1130. We'll be going up and down the river, down through English Turn, and we'll be able to uh, point out a number of these historical sites along the way for you today as well. Did you know that the paddle wheel alone on this vessel has 26 tons of white oak? 26 tons of white oak in the paddle wheel alone. Um, this, the steam engines on this uh, vessel were made by the U.S. Steel Corporation uh, and their stern wheeler, the Clareton, in 1925. And I saw them. They look like they're brand spanking new. Uh, they're, they're back there. They're working. They're working hard, uh, pushing this vessel along the river. It's absolutely incredible. How unique this is, you know, a, a lot of things about our great city we take for granted, right? We don't really talk about it. We don't really talk about how unique it is to ride up and down um, the vessel on a, on a true steam engine powered uh, vessel. Uh, and you're able to now on the uh, this version of the Natchez is all big signage. You get to see and walk into the engine room, the boiler room. Uh, you get to see how the piston-driven uh, gears work for the uh, paddle wheel and and all of that. You get to witness get to witness it all, and it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, the presentation um, here, everything has been reworked. Uh, it's been in dry dock, I think, just uh, north of about three years now, and uh, only been back in service five weeks, and uh, so. Uh, it's uh, we welcome them to come back because this is such a unique opportunity for folks and it just adds just another ingredient to what we have to offer here in the city that you're not going to find anywhere else Um, and it's something uh, definitely to be uh, proud of so we'll uh, talk about uh, a number of uh, more things later in the show uh, about the Natchez and uh, I was uh, visiting with the Miss Calliope, Debbie Fagnano, uh, earlier, 34 years she's, she's been playing this Calliope here. And we'll visit with her at 1130. And Robbie Robichaud, the tour development manager for Gray Line, uh, talk about their jazz cruises and all that they have to offer here. They've kind of relocated things on, on the vessel from before. Some were uh, aft. Now they're stern. They're on the back of the boat as opposed to the front of the boat. And um, we'll learn about that as well and why a lot of that was done to to have a better experience on the boat um, for sure. There's a lot going on um, around the city. We have a new governor coming into office. He'll be sworn in on January 8th, so that's less than a month away. Uh, The clock is ticking on that. And there's been a lot of discussion about the state police coming back to the French Quarter, to the city. And there's a lot of excitement about what that is going to ultimately look like. Um, People are wondering. uh, There are a lot of discussions. I think a lot of the transition teams that the governor, uh, governor governor-elect, put in place, one for the city of New Orleans under the leadership of Boise Bollinger and others, um, I think had their final meeting this past week. They'll be putting together a report as to what they believe is the best course of action to take 
Whether the governor embraces that or not, I don't know, and I don't know what the findings are as of yet. But I will tell you some things that I think from experience as to what's important. I really believe that if the Louisiana State Police is going to come down here, there's a need and a necessity uh, for long-term strategic reasons to give them a piece of geography. To have them come down here and disperse them amongst the ranks of the NOPD in different areas of the city, I don't think bodes well for what we, where we find ourselves at the present time. We're human capital strapped. The only way that we can reassign and realign the current workforce is by having an agency like the Louisiana State Police come in and be given a piece of geography so that all of those folks that are policing that area with the NOPD can be moved to other areas. Now, that's going to require sacrifice on the part of the NOPD, quite frankly. You have a rank structure there that needs to be moved. You have district captains that need to be moved uh, and the like. But that needs to be done anyway. Almost every consulting uh, aid group that we've had come down here has said that eight districts is too many. There should be no more than five. Whatever reason, uh, we've hung on to this historical significance of these districts as if that truly matters as to what district you get shot in or not. Something that just kind of mystifies me as to why we are so embedded uh, to that line of thinking. It's all about efficiency and effectiveness in the utilization of your workforce, plain and simple. So pick a piece of geography, any piece of geography. I think the one that makes the most sense, uh, which is one of the smallest from a geographical standpoint, from a landmass standpoint, is the French Quarter. Uh, It's something that that they have uh, done in the past, but they've never really been given the sole responsibility for doing that. And already we have detractors that are afraid that that may be what folks are thinking about, and they're pulling out uh, isolated incidents that have occurred relative to this policing agency and whether or not they're too aggressive to this, to that, whether or not they come in un- under the consent decree or this or that or anything else. Well, we could stack any any agency against any of these, and you're going to have similar circumstances where human capital intensive, there are mistakes made, plain and simple. The question is, is whether or not there's a reluctance to rehabilitate, to remediate, and to move on and to improve. And I don't think that that's the case with the Louisiana State Police. Every agency goes through iterations where there are cases that Um, If you Monday morning quarterback everything else, you may have done something differently or it may have led to a different result. Uh, You know, it's interesting is that the same detractors are the ones that want to pull out and say, well, you know, they settled the lawsuit. Well, there's a whole host of reasons for settling a lawsuit, not necessarily that you are guilty of the conduct that you are being sued for. That's not what it necessarily means. Sometimes it's cheaper to settle a lawsuit than it is to go to trial on a lawsuit. But we never talk about those cases publicly. In fact, we don't reveal any of the background to that because that doesn't fit the storyline. That's not what they want to hear. 
But the fact of the matter is we are in a difficult situation. We are in a challenge situation, and it is going to require thinking outside of the box at this point in time in order to move the needle. Yes, like most other major urban areas, we have been uh, fortunate to exhibit a downturn in crimes of violence. That's not a phenomenon that's unique to the city of New Orleans. So it's hard to point to any particular policing strategy that's really making this difference. When, in fact, when you look at the, the strategies deployed, you almost really have to look around at all of the surrounding jurisdictions and how many New Orleans inhabitants they're actually arresting as well, and vice versa, because that happens too. And it would be good for once and for all for everybody to collectively and collaboratively come together and share that data, examine that data, and figure out where we align strategically because we are intrinsically linked. The quality of the enforcement in Jefferson Parish, I've always said, would be so much better if everybody around us improved as well that we all improve. It's not a question of one being better than other. We all need to improve. There's all, there all has room for improvement. And that's what we need uh, to focus on. But this piece of geography, I think, is, uh, I believe, to be the most important consideration that we ought to do. And it's not policing interstate highways or things of that nature. And I would break with... Um, Superintendent Kirkpatrick at this point in time, we're not really doing that anyway. We're not really enforcing and we're not doing a lot of AI work, accident investigation work out there anyway. Most people are resolving, exchanging their insurance information and moving on. So that to me, in my humble opinion, is a wasted exercise. You need to figure out how you're going to gain manpower in other districts that are depleted and need manpower. And the amount of time that's consumed on that uh, is really not that much in the overall scheme of things. And it's something that they really ought to consider. And we ought to consider it, especially thinking long term. We don't want them to come down short midterm. We want them to come and stay. Plain and simple. That's how we move the needle that they have to buy into this, that they've got skin in the game, and they'll never have skin in the game if they're just dispersed throughout the city. They want to be judged like everyone else. They want to see crime stats go down. They want to see arrests made. They'd like to see successful prosecutions, no different than any other policing agency across the country, and for that matter, the world. And the easiest way to do that and to gauge one's effectiveness and efficiency is to give them a piece of geography, to give them an area of responsibility that they can be judged by their strategies, aligning with the NOPD strategies, and how they stand up. Now, if there's a fear that they may look better than the rest of the agency, everyone needs to grow up and take a more mature approach and a more mature attitude about this because we have a lot to lose. I'm sitting here on this vessel that's an incredible investment in the tourism and hospitality industry of this city. And the reputation of everybody that's in 
that industry code is necessary for us to succeed. These investments need to be rewarded by being smart, thinking out of the box, and having an effective strategy as we fight crime. We have those that are saying, you know, that um, they don't like the attitude of the uh, Louisiana State Police as it relates to the NOPD consent decree. Find me a police department that loves a consent decree. I don't know of many. That's different than if it was necessary at a given point in time. That's a different consideration. But as we're 10 years now into this, why is it, you know, you, you think anybody's saying that they want this to go on for another 10 years? Hell no. There are those that are saying that the views of these troopers, because they said that it, the consent decree is a toxic thing that prevents cops from being cops, um, that, and if they have to choose between following the Constitution and policing, according to Elizabeth Cumming, a MacArthur Center attorney, that's not the choice. That's the choice that you want to say that it is, but that's not the choice. What it is, it creates a hesitancy to implement good, sound, constitutional, aggressive policing strategies across the department. Because there's an overreach in many respects as it relates to these issues. And just because you don't like aggressive policing, albeit constitutional, that's a different argument. That's a different debate. The Constitution gives a lot of latitude to policing in America because they understand the importance of the utility of saying. Now, let us not get the facts confused. It's not a overarching barrier to good policing. It's touch points that you need to reach during the course of an investigation or otherwise. So even going back to the time of Mayor Mitch Landrew and the Governor Bobby Jindal administration when they asked for dozens and dozens and dozens of state troopers, everyone realized the necessity of saying there needed to be a response. A lot of folks are saying, well, they're not aligned with the culture. The question, though, really is the culture aligned with the law. And that's where the rubber meets the road, is whether or not the culture is aligned with the law. You've heard me talk about this culture of noncompliance a lot. Because it's not in alignment with the law. It cannot be what's good for the individual is good for everybody else. That's not how it works. The entity's interest always outweighs the individual. The entity being the city of New Orleans. The entity being the state legislature. The entity being the New Orleans City Council and all of the laws that are passed. Which is simply a codification of the customs and protocols of our community. Plain and simple. That's the real test, but that's a test that no one really wants to engage in. Why is that? Interesting. We'll be right back. 504-260-1870. We are broadcasting live from the Natchez, the only steamboat in the lower Mississippi. 
and uh, they just came out of an $11.4 million rehab, if my memory serves me correct, in renovations on back in service about five weeks now. So we're really looking forward to when uh, we uh, leave the port here and take the ride. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, folks. The call is being made now. Miss Calliope's playing, letting everyone know that the uh, the vessel is in harbor and is getting ready to depart. It's one of the most unique things. Um, we used to love when we were walking around the French Quarter and we'd hear the Calliope being played. Uh, it was always a, a lot of fun um, to hear that and you know, everybody, everybody would turn, right? They would all look towards the river and at, at that moment, it was something very, very unique uh, to this city. Having traveled around this country uh, for a, a long time and been in every major city, there are so many of these little nuanced, unique things about this city that you're just not going to experience anywhere else. Whether you're on a harbor, whether you're on a body of water or or a river, you just don't, you don't uh, experience those things. So it's very, um, uh, I love being able to hear uh, the calliope, and it's always something uh, that I think a lot of, of our visitors truly, truly enjoy as well. The ship is beautiful. They did a great job, just over $11 million in renovations. And when we, um, in the next couple of hours, we'll have some uh, chances to visit with some of the other folks that uh, work with the um, the company here uh, in putting on these tours will talk to Miss Calliope in the 11, at 1130 about being uh, one of the few steam calliopes in the country uh, that's played. So we're really looking forward to that as well. We will uh, continue our conversation about this situation with the um, state troopers and what the, what role they'll play. Uh, be interesting to see. Uh, with what Governor-elect Landry chooses uh, as uh, being uh, the strategy. 
uh, would love the opportunity to sit down with him and express my thoughts about it. It would be, uh, I think, an interesting conversation to be had, um, especially having uh, police the adjacent jurisdiction uh, to the city of New Orleans as well as the airport and uh, for a long, long time and a number of years. But we'll be right back, folks. We are broadcasting live from the Steamboat Natchez right here on the mighty Mississippi. So stay with us. This is Newell on WWL. Welcome back, folks. We are broadcasting live from the Steamboat Natchez, and we will be right back after the break. We're going to visit with Roby Robichaud, Tour Development Manager of the Gray Line New Orleans, and we'll also visit with Debbie Fagnano. She is the Miss Calliope, 34 years Calliope player here uh, it is a steam calliope, very, very unique, and we'll find out about that as well. So stay with us. We've got some great stuff coming your way. This is Newell on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.